is one of the world's most loved drinks affecting blood pressure. Happening. This is Eastside Rodriguez, host of the Daspination Podcast, where I cater to the professional working man, 40 and above, who's looking to make positive changes to his health, lose weight, and become stronger overall through simple lifestyle changes. I'm here to share inspiration, tips, and proven lessons that I've personally learned and lived through in my 40 plus years on this here beautiful blue planet. So, Today we'll start the discussion off by talking about the new definition of weight management in our first segment. And then we'll move on to our second segment and answer the question, is one of the world's most loved drinks affecting your blood pressure? And listen, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, it's all about getting your mind straight right from the get-go. And so, I've got a freebie for you called the 10 Daspination Mind Hacks that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape. Does that sound good to you? Then get on over to podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to start exercising consistently and create the real and lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.daspination.com slash mindhacks. Again, that's podcast.daspination.com Explanation.com slash Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now. And leave me a nice, fat, juicy five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out and it's honestly the one place where your vote truly matters. And now, let's move into our first segment with healthy conversations. So, oh yeah, oh yeah. How is everybody? I hope you're doing good. I hope the good Lord is blessing you and your family. (laughs) I hope you're feeling the blessings uh, like rain down upon you because hey i mean if if we're not here living a great life then what are we here living for you know what i mean but anyway i'm a little hyped up because uh yeah <laughs> um so you all know that i kind of i've migrated over to the west part port the western portion of the united states we call it the west coast here for everybody else out in the world on the globe on this beautiful blue uh marble that we call earth (laughs) you know so having moved to the west coast uh as a sports fanatic or a sports enthusiast i wouldn't i wouldn't call myself a, a fanatic but, you know, I, I do enjoy following the local sports and, and, and I do, I like to believe that I am, me personally, I am like an athletic person. <laughs> I like to believe, you know what I mean? But, you know, it is what it is. I didn't make it to the New York Knicks or the uh, New York Yankees, you know what I mean? But, hey, we can dream, right? Like I said, I'm a little hyped up. My, uh, I'm on the western side of the U.S. now. The basketball team out here is either Sacramento Kings or the Golden State Warriors. And the Warriors are currently in the NBA playoffs. And I am batshit crazy about this right now. I'm excited. And uh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, let's get into this week's 
topic of healthy conversations, we're talking about this new definition of weight management. So what are we talking about here with weight management? You know, so first of all, one of the major key components when talking in terms of health and wellness is the term weight management. And this uh, this word weight management is basically taken in, like it's, it's literally taken on a new definition. People's thoughts and ideas are turning away from the concept of weight management as being about like the number that you see on the scale. Like we all know that you get on the scale, the scale gives you a number. We're kind of moving past that number being the be all, end all, you know what I mean? Like the, the term is basically taking on a, a new, totally new definition. People are looking at the bigger picture. Like they're, they're taking a few steps back and looking at things from a holistic standpoint and, and noticing that it's part of a bigger picture when it comes to your overall health, you know? So people still wanna be, you know, slim or in shape or simply just, <laughs> if you're like me, not out of shape, you know what I mean? But it's not the number one thing they say they'd love to have or be <laughs> when you ask them what they think of as weight management. You following me here? So, uh, and these days, it's not just about uh, a healthy weight and an attractive body, you know, like, you know, like, yeah, I mean, those things are great, but looking beyond the superficial stuff, <laughs> when people talk about weight management, it turns out that what they're more or mostly interested in are things like being able to manage stress and anxiety. And, and I don't think I need to tell you just how important this can potentially be in modern times. <laughs> That's the key here, modern times we're talking about here. So if, in fact, uh, according to a research conducted by the Hartman Group, more than half of the people sur surveyed in this research mentioned things like feeling good about themselves and uh, being able to recover from injuries and, and having a strong immune system. Like so, so there you go. Not many people mention the actual weight as in the number on the scale when they you know when they were asked about their definition of health and wellness and more specifically weight management like so i mean that's what we're talking about right so and and this next one really shocked me this next fact really shocked me when i read it because the the research report ultimately said that not being sick and being able to deal with the day-to-day stresses of work in life in general <laughs> like in 46 percent of the cases these were the top health and wellness priorities like when people were asked in this huge study how do you define or what's important when it comes to weight management this is what they answered you know what i mean and these were the things that were most important to them and for, for their health and wellness. Like, and, and, and I mean, it seems like we're not caring all that much for dieting in the traditional sense anymore. You know what I mean? Like no one's talking about dieting like they used to a few years back. I mean, there are nutritional guidelines that we follow, but for the most part, you know, for the most part, uh, people care less and less about any one specific uh, diet, you know what I mean? <laughs> and we still care about our weight and not being overweight. 
Like this is kind of taking over like a lower priority on the list of uh, top concerns when it comes to your health. You know, like, like we know that it's important and, and that we could afford to lose a pound or 10, <laughs> wink, wink. But when we define health and wellness, that's not the first thing that comes to mind anymore. There also seems to be a, a sort of cultural shift away from the thought of exercise as being the primary form of weight management. Uh, so, you know, I mean, like exercise is now considered uh, more of a tool, you know what I mean, for strengthening uh, your mental health. You know what I mean? Like, like that's how people are looking at exercise. And it's kind of, I mean, if you ask me, that that's a great way to look at it <laughs> because of all the benefits, if you ask me, that the mental benefits that you get from exercising and lifting weights and just like burning up some some excess fat and like calories and shit like that is the best i don't even know how to say it like that's the best side effect if you will or or outcome that you get from exercise so people that exercise more often uh or i should say people that are uh exercise more often than not like like for the mental benefits like that that, that it gives you rather than like managing your weight like it Again, it seems that that shift in the way that people are thinking, like it's also trickling over into the whole dieting portion of their lives. So people aren't really talking about dieting, quote unquote, like not in the traditional sense anymore. Like like that, they're not. They talk about different fruit approaches or philosophies rather than straight dieting. You know what I mean? So for example... They're talking about, uh, let's say, low carb. Like, like they take that as a philosophy, or like the uh, the Atkins approach to dieting, and even uh, vegetarian dieting, Weight Watchers, intermittent fasting. Like, they're talking about this as a philosophy, like a way of life. You know what I mean? These have all become more of an adopted lifestyle or philosophy amongst many people today that are trying to maintain or improve their weight. And it seems to be because they're all actively engaged in trying like new and different things to reach the goals they're, uh, you know, they're setting for themselves. But the key is they're not dieting per se. <laughs> Again, not in the traditional sense. What's been found is that people are customizing their eating approach and taking special elements from different diets and essentially crafting their own approach. You know what I mean? So basically tailoring an approach or a diet that fits their lifestyle, their goals, and most importantly, their tastes. Hey, in my personal opinion, this is a great idea. I've, I've actually done this uh, practically my entire adult life. In fact, uh, the approach that worked best for me in particular is what I've always called as a like a modified uh, Atkins diet. So we know about <laughs> you know we kind of know about Atkins and it, it's there's no we've all done the research we've all looked into it and we understand what the Atkins diet and, and how it's based around cutting out all all sugars and simple carbs from your diet like in order to lose weight you know and keep it off. And, and even though I don't agree with the approach. A hundred percent. I do agree that we should limit the amount of sugars and carbs that we put in our bodies. But 
here's the butt, you know. I've I personally never followed the Atkins diet to the T, like to the letter. Uh, that just didn't work for me, you know. I couldn't give up the whole uh, not having milk and sugar in my morning coffee. It was just it was just not a it was one of those non-negotiables for me, you know. It, just, it wasn't happening, you know. And it's funny because that was then, you know. Like now, <laughs> now, like in, in in current, like I'm talking about back in the day, you know what I mean. But now I drink my coffee, no sugar, black, <laughs> you know what I mean. So who knows, you know? It, it might be a totally different story to me today if I were to take up the modified Atkins diet like I did back in my 20s, you know what I mean? But that being said, it's awesome to see how, uh, you know, the mentality surrounding how we ate is evolving. Like, I, I love to see how people are rethinking that mentality around the whole dieting per se. Like, that's totally evolving. It's great to see how people are starting to come around in the way they approach or look at the whole dieting thing and watching what we put into our mouths and ultimately ends up running through our body, you know? One of the things that uh, so many of you have decided to cut from your diet or at, at minimum cut back is uh, soda, you know what I mean? Or soft drinks as they uh, call them. And, and why wouldn't they, you know? I mean, it's well documented and known that it's a contributing factor to poor health and weight gain. There's no secret with that anymore. No surprise, you know what I mean? They're all onto you, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Mountain Dew. We're onto your little game. <laughs> you're, that little game that you're playing with us, we're all onto it, you know what I mean? Getting us hooked on the sugar. Come on, that <laughs> keeping them hopped up on sugar. We're onto it, and we've replaced you with bigger and better things. <laughs> Actually, all jokes aside, the studies have shown that people have been swapping sugar for supplements. Vitamin D, to be exact. <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing with that. So in terms of what we've been adding to our diets, like to swap or, or replace or replenish the sugar from, you know, these sodas and whatnot, soft drinks. Vitamin D was at the top of the list because of its association to immunity, you know? So, you know, um, we've come to learn that vitamin D and immunity, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Not to mention that it helps give your mood a nice little boost, <laughs> you know? So there you go, win-win. It's funny because generally it's fiber and protein that are at the top of the list because obviously both things are long known to support healthy weight management and weight loss. But lately or, uh, you know, recently within the past year, it's been vitamin D. And now there's an anomaly within the community of people who have decided to change their diets for the better. <laughs> you know, like most people, if you were... Uh, you know, if you were to ask them personally, like most people will say wholeheartedly and with the utmost conviction that they believe they're above average when it comes to their health. As in, I'm not unhealthy, you know, like I'm actually uh, quite healthy. <laughs> so to quote Sheldon Cooper from the show, 
the Big Bang Theory, that's statistically impossible. Because here's the thing, there's research data from the CDC that shows that a clear <laughs> majority of people, it is uh, apparently clear at 83%, like it says that they believe that their weight needs improvement. So not only that, but 42% of adult Americans are considered to be obese, according to the CDC. I mean, have you heard of them? I mean, they're kind of important in the uh, health industry. <laughs> so if that's the case, then shouldn't actual weight management be given a higher priority in our lives than what it's been <laughs> you know like if we all think we're healthy in our minds like if our minds are telling us that we're healthy yet the numbers are shown by the cdc do not support that train of thought then shouldn't we give weight management a little more attention what do you think drop it in the comments and let me know what your thoughts are on this because i need to know i want to know your opinion is important here on the Daspination podcast. Should we pay more attention to the scale or not? That's the question because here's what I think in my humble yet accurate <laughs> opinion. I think there's a little human psychology at work here and unfortunately it's working against us. I think the problem is that people see themselves, they perceive themselves to be better off than the average person. They really believe there's a whole lot of other people that are worse off than they are. <laughs> this is why I think it's not necessarily the most pressing matter on their agenda. They, they don't see it as a problem, you know, quote unquote. They don't see it as a problem. And therefore, because of that, they don't see why they should spend time fixing it. I mean, if there's, if they don't see a problem, if there's no problem, why fix it? There's no problem to fix, right? <laughs> there's nothing, it's just that simple. But let me tell you, the numbers don't lie. And if you keep track of your numbers, you'll soon realize, shit, I've gotta do something. And I'm not saying that this is everyone. Like, I'm, I'm not saying that everyone is gonna say this. Like, who knows? Maybe you check your numbers and find out, shoot, <laughs> you know, I'm doing good. I, you know, in that case, then, you know, if that is your case, then keep up the good work, you know, because you're obviously doing something right, you know what I mean? But otherwise, if you find the numbers, like, like if you find they're not working in your favor, then it's probably time to do something about it. And to be clear, I'm talking primarily about your weight, but also your BMI, BMR, your calories, and more important than simple calories, your macronutrients, protein, carbs, fat. You know, that's what we're talking about. That's what I am talking about here. You need to know them and keep track of them if you want to make serious movements towards your goals. Because even though weight management isn't the single most important health concern for some people, and focusing back on the whole definition of weight management, like the whole weight management discussion, maintaining a healthy weight is still linked to a number of other health and wellness definitions for sure. So, for example, because I love giving examples <laughs> because, hey, 
That's how I learn and that's how I like to teach others. So when we say or think of things like being physically fit, you know what I mean? Or uh, leading a balanced lifestyle, like when we're thinking about this or uh, having improved emotional <laughs> well-being, all of these things are tied back to your ability to maintain a healthy weight. And that's how we think about it. That's how we're defining it these days. And now that we're coming out of this pandemic, now that we're slowly starting to pull out of this mess and all like, like the extra stress and anxiety that is brought into our lives this past year or two, we've kind of added a new definition to the terms, quote unquote, healthy and quote unquote, well, <laughs> or maybe we can call it like, you know, a new philosophy. But there's no denying how much physical exercise and following a dieting approach that works for you. <laughs> like there's really no denying that going through the paces of maintaining a healthy weight does in fact help you deal with your, or you know, cope with all the extra stress and anxiety that life has to offer, you know? So health and wellness isn't just about being at the right weight anymore. It has less to do with weight, like that number, that magical number that says you're healthy, and, and, and it has more to do with your mental health and how you can help yourself deal with life's bullshit. <laughs> so open up your mind a little, take in a deep breath of fresh air, and let's start working up a sweat. Not so you can look sexy in your swimsuit, like that's just an added bonus. Like looking good in your clothes is a bonus. Say that, repeat after me. Looking good in your clothes is a bonus. What we're really after, especially in these modern days, what we're all after is peace of mind. Repeat after me. What we're all after is peace of mind. To put our minds at ease, to release some stress and anxiety. And I ultimately say to open your mind because <laughs> there's something for everybody within the fitness world. Let me tell you that. And I am not, <laughs> I don't preach. I don't say that I am Mr. Fitness. I am by far not Mr. Fitness. But what I do say is that if and when you look hard for something in the fitness world, you will find it, period. <laughs> you know what I mean? Whatever that is. If you're looking for enlightenment, if you're looking for power, if you're looking for support, it is all in the fitness world. And so the more you know, the better you'll be. And now with all that said and done, let's switch gears and move on to our second segment with Mighty Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was a great segment. It got me all fired up. I hope it got you all fired up because I love being fired up. That's how I come to you. That's how I like to present to you. Like, because why not? Why? I mean, hey, I'm not, I, I don't want to be dull and boring. I, I want to be in your face. I want you to hear me. I want you to feel my passion. <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, we're talking about in this week's installment of Mighty Man, we're talking about, we're going to answer the question, is one of the world's most loved drinks affecting your blood? 
blood pressure. So coffee, let's just throw it out there. Coffee is one of the world's most loved drinks. In fact, people across the world drink close to 19 billion pounds worth of coffee beans every year. That's a lot of fucking coffee, Vya. And if you're one of those seasoned coffee drinkers like myself, uh, I like to believe so anyway, you know, then you already know how coffee gives you a buzz. This coffee buzz, quote unquote, is pretty instant. As soon as you take your first sip or two, it hits you. You know, even just the smell of coffee is enough to perk you up and get you going. You know what I mean? That's why, if you think about it, you know, there, there's some truth behind the saying, wake up and smell the coffee. <laughs> Have you heard that before? Because it literally gives you that jolt to get you going just by smelling it. But there's been some debate as to whether drinking regular coffee is really good for you, especially with the known impact it has on blood pressure and, uh, you know, heart health. And so, that's why we're gonna talk about whether coffee actually affects your blood pressure and more importantly, whether you should consider dialing it back a little. So first off, science and research, because you know, I have to, uh, you know, I have to drop the science on you. you that, that's what I do. And the research, you know, so science and research show that the psychological effect of drinking coffee goes way beyond the initial sensation of feeling awake. That coffee buzz we were just talking about earlier. Like, there's more to it than a simple buzz and feeling of alertness or wakefulness. The research studies show that it may increase blood pressure for a short time after drinking. This effect was noticed for up to three hours after drinking coffee. In fact, the results were the same in people with normal blood pressure and those with pre-existing high blood pressure conditions. Now, these are ongoing long-term research studies that I found. And so even though the research is limited, some of the data shows that drinking coffee on a regular basis is not associated with increases in blood pressure or any additional risk of heart disease <laughs> you know what i mean so that's that in fact coffee has antioxidants that have like the, these antioxidants may promote heart health so if anything it's actually quite the opposite it's actually pretty healthy and the thing here is that these antioxidants these bioactive compounds as they're referred to as in the studies you know like they may actually offer health benefits so we're talking about things like reduced oxidative stress and inflammation like reducing the inflammation these two things alone the reduction of this oxidative stress and inflammation this alone will help you dodge the bullet when it comes to other types of illnesses and i mean yes i too much caffeine is not a good thing especially if you're you know if you're already if you already have high blood pressure but in moderation coffee isn't necessarily going to be a killer to your bp you know now that being said you should still take your you know your blood pressure seriously and so if you don't already drink coffee on a regular basis you may want to wait until your blood pressure is under control before adding it to your routine so if you know 
that your blood pressure is high and you haven't started drinking coffee. I mean, it, that's that's kind of like I said. There is a possibility that it will, you know, raise your blood pressure in the short term. So again, if your blood pressure is high then get that under control before you start indulging in your favorite lattes. But keeping that in mind, you should be fine. Just remember that eating or drinking too much of anything can lead to negative health effects. Unfortunately, coffee is no exception. It's always important to maintain like, you know, balance in your lifestyle and, uh, you know, your dietary habits. So you wanna get regular exercise Make sure you're, you know, eating plenty of fruits and vegetables, lean protein, whole grains, things like that. These items, these things are still the best ways to promote healthy blood pressure and heart health, you know. And so focusing on these kinds of healthy behaviors is totally a better bet and a better use of your energy than being overly concerned about your coffee intake. Yeah, I mean... You shouldn't overdo it with your, you know, coffee, but realistically, uh, you know, there are worse things to worry about, like making sure you're eating right, maintaining a good balance in life, like things like that. This will go way further in your pursuit of uh, lowering your blood pressure if you find yourself on the high end of the spectrum. And, uh, you know, like so you have to get your priorities straight here because at the end of the day, Coffee is one of the world's most popular drinks. That's a given, you know, but it has been, I mean, it's been blamed in the past, like for causing high blood pressure, you know? And again, it's true that the research has shown that coffee may lead to short-term increases of your uh, in blood pressure, but there haven't been any long-term associations between, you know, drinking coffee and an increase in your blood pressure. And the same goes for heart disease. There haven't been any links to an increased risk of heart disease found in people who drink coffee on a regular. Oddly enough, <laughs> coffee actually promotes heart health because of its high antioxidant content. And as is the case with most medical and health research, more of it is needed to really find out if there are any longer term effects or links, whether negative or positive. I mean, you know, well, that, that's to be debated. However, what we can say at this very moment with the utmost confidence is that drinking coffee in moderation is likely a safe habit for most people. Boom. And so, with all that said and done, that's it, you guys. That's my show for today. I hope you found some valuable information here. Nothing else. I hope I've entertained you for a few minutes and was able to bring you a little manly sunshine to your day. Thanks for taking some time out of your day to listen to me. It's very much appreciated. On next week's episode, we'll be answering the question, how to work out with resistance bands at every level. So, fellas, if you have a set of resistance bands just laying around catching dust, then next week's episode is for you. And look, your health and fitness goals are easier to achieve than you might think. First and foremost, it's all about getting your mind straight right from the get-go and so i've got a freebie for you called 10 daspination mind Hack. that'll help you whip your mind into shape so that you can turn around and whip your body into shape does that sound good to you 
head on over to podcast.dasplanation.com slash mindhack to get your freebie today and start using these 10 hacks to exercise consistently and create the real and lasting results that you're truly after and that you absolutely deserve. That's podcast.dasplanation.com slash mindhacks. Again, that's podcast.dasplanation.com slash mindhacks. Be in the know starting right now. Also, don't forget to rate me on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you're listening to this episode right now. And leave me a nice, fat, juicy, five-star review and some absolutely beautiful words of why you love the show so much. It really helps me get the word out and it's honestly one place where your vote truly matters. Take care now. Give me a